0: is the police. Open up. Hold it right there. Uh, uh, who are you? People's Watch. What's going on here? Well, uh, we've had a report of the uh, person living here has been stealing uh, items from the supermarket.
1: The big multinational that has 99% of its workers on zero-hour contracts and pays less than minimum wage while also paying out huge bonuses to upper management and massive dividends to shareholders?
0: Um, I, I, I guess...
1: That's no longer a crime in this town. We're going to have to take you in for harassing citizens.
0: Uh, 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 By by, by what authority?
1: The citizens of this town
0: have voted to give some of us temporary and limited authority to keep them safe from undesirables like you lot. Uh, They can't can't do that. Stealing's a crime. If stealing was a crime, you wouldn't be here. You'd be arresting the CEOs. Come along now. Let's not disturb these nice people anymore tonight. Oh. Oh.
1: Strangers Queer and Pleasant, I'm not Laura Kate Magnet Dale And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet Dale And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers It's a podcast where two queer trans women, that's us, we're wives We talk about things what we've done in the week with media And things we've played and watched and listened to And do silly voices at each other and try and make each other have a laugh While we catch up on the week That is the thing we do Yeah Every week Yeah, every week Pretty much I mean, most weeks, very rare we miss a week Yeah, we try not to Yeah, what? have you been playing this week? what have i been playing this week it's not been a big heavy played week uh i did i did play a new thing i uh, played a game called cronesha i think yeah. that's how you pronounce it uh so this is a, a little indie puzzle game and uh it's got like a really nice low poly sort of art style you've got a little person with a little hood and they're wandering around these beautiful little landscapes that kind of remind me of um the sort of Captain Toad slash, uh, what's the new Lego one that's got a very similar? Oh, word to Lego um, adventures! I know the one you mean. Yeah, that's the sort, sort of, of dioramay like, one, like like sort of small diorama spaces, yeah. um, usually sort of suspended in a void, or you know, just that that is the main focus of them, and then the ability to sort of do like ninety degree turns around them sometimes, and look at them from different angles, and try and work out different. Uh, puzzle solutions and this uh it, it does sometimes involve perspective stuff it's it's sort of a mixture of uh perspective puzzles where for example like you go to a particular place and then realize that if you switch the camera to a different angle you see that the path actually connects now whereas ah. it didn't before because that block that sort of was mysteriously hovering in midair from this angle is is right there and it connects these two places together and you can go between the two places uh, the one you were thinking of was Lego Builder's Journey. Builder's Journey. Is that would, even out yet? I would not have gotten that name. Um no. It seems to be out. Yeah, it's out. Okay. Well, I kept sort of seeing adverts for it. And I was yeah. Like, oh, I, uh, I want sh- it's, to. It's got apparently very good reviews. Yeah. I kept being intrigued by it, and then it just yeah. kept seeming not being out. Yeah. But Yeah, Same. that one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's it's got that sort of vibe to it. That sort of like here is a a very self-contained puzzle can you can you work out what it is and i i do like that with a puzzle of like all the answers are here and mm. there's only so many things i can do with that like yes you can click and move your character around to different places and yes you not all areas will have uh the ability to get different perspectives some of them will have multiple perspectives so it might be a case of like I need to view it like from this angle and then I need to flip one hundred and eighty degrees and then like back ninety degrees just to get just the right places to like just jump between seemingly like completely different places of the map and just sort of find your way across i I think I've played about halfway through it's got a nice little bit at the beginning where it's teaching you the it's doing that silent tutorial thing of. Mm. Here is you. Here is how you move your character. You just click the button and you move the character. Sometimes you're going to need to change perspective. Here is um, a map where there is just two perspectives. And it's hmm. it's got a really nice ramp up into that thing. And then the uh, sort of pathway splits. Hmm. And you've got a choice of... Uh, one of them will give you like a whole section of portal-related powers. So it's like you have you can lay down a portal yeah and then at any other point you can click on the portal icon again and you will be teleported back to that portal so say you flipped a switch and moved a thing around and now you can go back through the portal and and press different switches and maybe the order of the switches will help you find a solution to get to the exit or um the other one is uh there's there's one in there that's like put a portal down on this thing then, like, step off it, drop another portal down, press a button, and be teleported back onto this thing that's now in a slightly different area, or at a slightly different angle. Yeah. And there are some real b- brain-bendy ten- uh, ones as you get further on, where it goes mm-hmm. from being like, ah, oh, yes, I need to, like, s- line up all these staircases by pressing the staircase buttons in the correct order, and sh- and shifting my perspective around around that, to... There's one that's like this moving platform, and you have to move it to a number of different places. But the answer is usually put the portal down on that platform before getting off. But go do the thing that that then moves it in a different way, and then teleport back onto it, mm. and and be able to get different places from there. And yeah, I've I had a really good time with it. The other oh the other mode with it is um, snapshots. Mm. So whenever you take a snapshot, it leaves all the buttons in whatever state that was yeah. and then you can move yourself around maybe press different buttons to get to a particular point in the map and then press the, the uh, like camera button again and everything will be set back to there but you'll still be in the same place. So yeah. that might mean you have the ability to fall down from somewhere high onto a different platform mm. or that you could um, like get halfway across uh, an expanse and then move the the thing you're standing on to be further forward, mm-hmm. or like get most of the way across and have to do something that locks off your way back but opens up the way forward. Um, there's there's loads of really nice puzzles. Uh, I think I've done maybe like thirty or so levels. Yeah, there's probably about as many more left. And it's yeah, it's just a, a fun little puzzle available on Steam and uh, itchy. That
2: sounds oh.
1: pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you done? Well, I, I can talk. A, I can talk a bit about a thing that I've I've started playing, mm. but also may have at some point in the past played the entirety of early. Um, <gasps> I've been playing some Marvel's Midnight Suns. What? Um, yeah, I I may have done a work thing with that game a while ago. So I'm giving you the caveat before I talk about it that I was paid in some capacity uh, regarding that game like a year ago. So take any like pros and cons i i say with 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 that context um the context of you've played it the context of i i played a version that wasn't finished and then i have gone back and played the finished thing Mm. um but also like money exchanged hands around that game and that is that that is an important thing um so this is not a paid advertisement because we don't do that well I'm, i'm here's the thing I, I really like this game, but I'm going to say my big caveat with the finished game like, up front and the big like thing that I think is going to be a stumbling block for people. Huh? This is a full-priced uh, full full-priced AAA video game that not only has cosmetic microtransactions, but... Um, pu- there is an in-game character customization menu, the you, where you 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 select uh, outfits you're going to put on your characters. Right. And it has the the outfits you can unlock with in-game earned currency as options, so you can see the things that you could try and unlock. Right. And it also sometimes puts real money outfits in that list. Mm. So you're scrolling down going, "Oh, that's a cool one. How much in-game uh, of my in-game currency is that?" oh, it's, that's a real money one, and you put it in, mm. in with the other one. So if you're someone who's a completionist, it's not like the cosmetic microtransactions are just away in their own menu, and if you don't buy them, you don't see them. If you are a completionist, you could unlock every outfit for a character with in-game currency and have one outfit you do not have that is just staring at you as an outfit that is not yet in your collection that is real money only earnable. Mm. And they, they, that's frustrating for someone who likes to tick yeah. things off. Uh, you said characters. He, I, uh, um, have we even mentioned the name of this game? Uh, Midnight Suns. It's Marvel yes, Marvel's Midnight, Midnight Suns. Suns. So, like, I understand from the trailers that you are, like, a, a new superhero. Yes. And you're hanging out with existing known entities. Now, you said yes. characters. So is it just for your main character? Or are you talking, oh, no. like, every, this alternate... So special? every character has, like, ten or so in-game earnable cosmetic skins and then also there is uh paid dlc cosmetic skins per character as well so i i say this up front because i do not like the way they do it and i think that there's no loot boxes there's no randomization but they've still done it in such a way that like it's constant fomo staring at you if you're someone who wants to tick off every box there's no reason they couldn't have just gone hey we've the art department finished early they made some nice assets. It's available I mean, as a DLC I, I for a couple of quid, but the fact that they're putting in a list of yeah, hey, here, see all of the things. Yes, yeah. the fact that you see it while in game while selecting which outfit to wear for your character alongside the in-game earnables <gasps> is really frustrating. That is a bit. Sad. And if it wasn't for that, it would be a lot easier for me to recommend this because I genuinely fucking love this game's core gameplay loop. Yeah. Um it has problems and I've not finished the, the 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 release version of the game so I will not talk too much about um uh, uh, th- those aspects until I have seen them myself in the finished game and, mm. and what was or was not changed. Um but the core of this game is it is it's from the people who made XCOM and the best like amalgam of things I can describe it as is what if what if superhero XCOM, but it was also a deck builder and also a little bit like a fire emblem game where you're micromanaging all of your people in your like all of your social self, links yeah. to then make them better at battle because you built your social links mm. um it is a game that is unapologetically sort of aiming at people who already have existing comics knowledge mm. um it jumps in like a mile a minute it's not going to ease you into these characters okay. but like once you get in it does over time give you a lot of that backstory and context for these characters but okay. like you are it, in media res as yeah, it you well, are in media res and like not in mcu canon uh you there's going to be a lot of stuff that's just going to be thrown at you and you're just going to have to roll with it okay um but it is a t- it's, it's a game of two halves um the core gameplay is you are doing turn-based uh top-down tactics missions mm-hmm. um but your attacks uh rather than being like randomized chance of hitting and random like and and ranges of damage like in XCOM you have decks of cards you have built per character so each character has like an eight car- a card deck mm. and if you're bringing say 3 or 4 characters into a mission You combine their eight character decks together to get the deck you're bringing into this mission. Okay, so it's like Smash Up, but with tactics. Little bit, um, but an infinitely more interesting deck builder than Smash Up. (laughs) Not difficult. Um, Each character has their their own unique um, aspects of how they play ghost rider for example is all about like maneuvering positions of enemies around the battlefield okay. like push and pull um, with the whip and stuff yeah push and pull with the sort of ch- the flaming chain uh captain marvel's really good at hitting with like one strong beam in a big straight line so you could maybe okay. use ghost rider to get things in a line so captain marvel can hit them all Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah controlling yeah. the grid and positioning them yeah things like that um uh, you've got characters that can like uh, that have portals on the battlefield that they can sort of throw enemies through. Okay. Um, enemies, uh, characters that are to do with um, lots of forcefully pushing uh, things into environmental hazards. Okay. And it's about sort of working out how to combine these disparate move sets into sort of combos that will do additional damage mm-hmm. for you. There's a lot of things I really like about this as a deck builder that. Get rid of a lot of the frustration that can come with um, like collectible and trading card games. Mm. Um, it is designed to really, really make sure you have hand consistency and never have an impossibly bad hand where you've like I've just drawn a hand and I can't do anything with it. Um, so in any on any given turn, you redraw up to a maximum hand size. So if you have used up a bunch of cards, you don't just get one at the start of your next turn. You go all the way back up to your max hand size. Okay. Uh, Every turn you have a limited number of times you can just take a card in your hand and go, no, I don't want that one, and draw a replacement. Okay. So a couple of times per turn you can just swap out one of your your duds in your hand for something else. Okay, so there's a a bit of management for, like, the card equivalent of rolling (laughs) once. Yes, there's there's a bunch of stuff to go, I've just had a bunch of bad luck, what can I do to mitigate that and to to keep this consistency? There's a lot of cards that will do things like letting you draw extra cards to help Mm -hmm. mitigate that as well. Um, it it is a deck builder that never wants you to have that turn where there is just nothing available to you. He's just having a miserable time. Uh, and then on top of that, even if you don't have any usable cards somehow at the end of that, there are still things you can do that don't involve cards that are always available to you. Uh, which I will get to in a second. So, um, in terms of, like, limiting which cards you can use, um, there is a, essentially a mana system, like, something like Magic the Gathering, um you have a limited number of card plays per turn. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, as a basis, it'll be something like, hey, you can play three cards this turn. Whatever three you want, once you've done three card plays, you're done. Uh, That's what sort of limits you sort of snowballing away, but there are ways to maintain that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of enemies on... uh, When you're fighting against enemies, there are generally two different categories. There is enemies with actual health bars that are meant to be a challenge. Right. And there are enemies with no health bars that will die in a single hit. Okay, sort of like the uh, Dynasty Warriors style of... Right, yeah. There's there's just, like, cannon fodder and and bosses. So that does two things. One, like Dynasty Warriors, it's there to make you feel powerful because you're big superheroes and you should be knocking through stuff. But B, there's a lot of cards that will have abilities that will reward you if you use that card to do a kill. Okay. So it's lots of things like, hey, get a free card draw back if you do a kill with this card. Okay. So it's like, okay, well, I can get, if I can play more than three cards in a turn if I use my my thing that needs me to get a kill on that thing that will die no matter how much damage I do to mm-hmm. it, that's essentially a free card I've played because yeah. I'm, I'm back up to three card players. Yeah. Um, and as you sort of expand your deck, you'll get a lot more options like this of... Do I want more cards in my hand? Do I want to play more of my cards this turn? Lots of things you can be using those nothing minion enemies to activate uh, to sort of spec into. So within the combos of what each character has within their own decks, you're also refining those decks before you go into combat, I guess, through the... the Com- conversational stuff yeah i'll get to how you do the deck building in a second for getting ahead. yeah so we're still in the in the like we're in a in a mission doing the mission yeah. phase so there's also two types of cards there are two broad categories there mm-hmm. is basic cards that you can just play whenever okay and there is heroic cards which are your like very big very strong super moves okay um that you have to have done a certain number of basic attacks to pay for that big attack Okay so your weaker cards are not ever useless because at the very least they are moving you towards your big a couple of times a battle attacks Yeah, yeah. um if you don't want to do those big uh, attacks that use up heroism the uh, the 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 meter you've been building with these basic cards uh-huh. you can do environmental attacks that don't use up any of your card draws and don't need you to have cards in your hands which will just be things like pull over a lamppost on an enemy, or leap over this box and do a big punch attack. And those are always available to you if you've been doing basic cards and, like, haven't spent all of that resource up. Okay. So even if So you- can you, like, overcharge that? Is your, is your, like, heroic move gonna, like, automatically drain that in one go? Uh, so each heroic move will use up a certain amount of heroism. Okay. So, like, let's say I had five heroism available because I'd played five basic cards... Mm-hmm. I might spend three of it to do a big heroic attack, and two of it to uh, pull down a big uh, hanging okay. uh, container on an enemy or something. Okay, okay. Uh, So you've got all of these abilities on top of, like, so many different other kinds of mechanics that are specific to individual characters, and... Um, it is a really, really well thought out mm. combat system that I have been really enjoying mechanically. As, as someone who likes deck builders, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I remember when you were previously playing it, you seemed to be really digging it. So yeah, I um, I'm glad that they that that at least has, has come. Yeah through. the 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 core gameplay loop is really fucking good, and mm. I. This is probably the most I've ever enjoyed like a, a ta- like a tactical battling game like this in that really sort of really genre. I have pretty into rabbits for a while. I have pretty you into yourself. rabbits for a while, but again, like the, the way the the card game element is integrated into this, just really worked for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so then we get to the other half of this game, which is you're back at your big superhero collective house. Mm-hmm. Um doing all of the the goodness knows how many things you can do between missions. There is a big open 3D area to go explore mm-hmm. uh, with puzzles and secrets to find and uh, powers to unlock and okay. side quests to do. So it's one of those you can spend almost as much doing outside stuff as, yeah, as in-game it, stuff? it was almost a little overwhelming the first time I went going around that, that, that outside space and was like, oh, oh, it just keeps going, huh? Wow. So what, like bigger than Hades? Um... Uh, bigger than Hades. because well, Hades had a lot of, like, outside of missions. Ah. Go chat to other people, it, go do some... It's certainly a lot more, like, gameplay-related things to do okay. outside of missions. There's a lot of go explore and solve puzzles and find objects and put objects in places and now you've unlocked something over here wow. and find locations for social hangouts and... Okay. Lots and lots of stuff to do. You can go do social hangouts once a day with characters to build up their stats and get rewards with them and bonuses for when you bring them into battles. Okay. There is... Like um, loyalty missions? And... E- there are things like loyalty missions. There are little missions you can send characters who aren't going on a on an active mission with you can send them off to do their own thing for rewards. Okay, yeah, uh, When you complete main missions, you get essentially booster packs of cards to go open. Right. Um, that will be like... Here is like four or five cards. Pick one of them, take it. That's yours now. Okay. Uh, duplicate cards that you do not need, you can use to power up other copies of that card. So, okay, so you're getting into like, is it Genshin like Genshin type uh, stuff with the? I've got a level three this thing, but what if I made it a level four by so, sort of dusting um, other things? Yeah. I so if if you Genshin. had two, if you had <laughs> like two or three of the same card, you could go. Okay, so if I combine the like two of these down into one. Maybe its cost in heroism might go down, or maybe it'll gain an additional ability on top of whatever it already does. Okay. And then you can level it up again. And, like, you you can basically use your duplicates to really spec into making that one thing you want to do extra helpful. Yep, five-star um, platinum punch in the face. Exactly. <laughs> but then there's also, you can do sparring with characters, which uh, gives them temporary buffs so if you take them on the next mission they'll have a little bonus there's uh crafting for uh items that you can like use as as disposable items in missions Mm -hmm. there is um oh there is so much there is so much stuff going on in this um there is oh there's a whole series of like go there's a series of challenges and if you do those challenges you'll unlock new abilities in the main missions like the ability to kick enemies for no hero- heroism once per turn, to uh, do some damage and move them into position. Okay. and Like, there is just thing after thing after thing available to go, cool, go unlock stuff, mm-hmm. to then shuffle around each character's little eight-card eight deck, pick which characters you're going to take, go do some side quests, go do main missions, rinse, repeat the cycle. hmm there is so much video game in this video game. Seems like it. Um, when I played a, a a version like a year ago, I I played like seventy hours, and walked away like, yeah, I could keep playing this. I, yeah, I, 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 remember, I, could keep I remember you going. saying like, I'm very ready for this to come out. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. Other than the caveat of, I really think that what they've done with the uh, cosmetic microtransactions is predatory and shitty. And I'm not happy about it. And this would have been a really easy recommend for me if not for um, them having done just like a very transparently just shady, shady manipulative thing. Yeah. Which is a shame, because otherwise it's a really fun game. And if you know that's not going to be a an, a mental th- problem for you, if you're not like me, yeah. with the little scratchy bit in your head, I could not recommend this game more highly. Mm. I really enjoy it. Um, I have really been digging it. Okay, and that's what, on everything, I'm guessing? Uh, yes, I think the only version that's not out yet is the Switch version. Is uh-huh. uh, is delayed a couple of months, but okay. it's out on everything else, I think. Cool. But... Good game. Fuck you about the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you played this week? Uh, well, that's, I mean, that was it. It's not been a very big I mean, playing stuff When We did play a decent amount of Hogs of War, the miniatures I, game. We, right? we did. That's not where I was going to go, but we did. Okay, well, uh, we... <laughs> uh, so, we've, we've talked about this before. This is the 90s PS1 game. What if worms was 3D and about pigs rather than worms and then if what if that was a miniatures game and then what if that was a miniatures war game that you can complete in 90 minutes to two hours yeah um well, yeah, we i think we talked about this a few times before but uh we've it, the game comes with a, a campaign book with i think nine missions in it mm. eight main story missions and one like horde mode can you survive long enough to, to, to score a full 12 points when Pretty much everything that will attack you is, like, insta-kill if it touches your base. Mm. And and it's nice that they've got that idea. And I, I believe because the uh, main map is entirely made up of, like, tiles that you put down. Yeah. According to the book, you can make your own maps. And I believe there is a website for community-designed maps and missions. Yeah. So I think that will be quite interesting. But when mm. we've just played uh, one mission of... Uh, number three and one of four, I think. Yes, I think that was what we did. That seems right to me. It could be could be two and three, but yeah. but um yeah. So the we had one mission that was mainly about uh just trying to get more swill and and hold a capture point. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also victory points for destroying uh, other people's buildings. Yep. And uh we played what we I think we've now played two missions of that. I can't remember if that was one we talked about last week as well. Because uh, we've we've played this like two weekends in a row now. Yeah. But yeah, so really struggled with that one. You yeah. whooped my ass again. You're very good at this game and I'm very bad at it. But I always, it's weirdly like no matter how defeated I feel at the end of a mission, that like I'm always like, I want to have another go. I want to <laughs> see if I can do it this time. I want to do it real well. And, and I I think that's a good thing for yeah. a game, to be yeah. like, I got utterly crushed. I felt very defeated at the time, but I will <laughs> regroup and try again. Yeah. Um. But we have sort of, we each time we've done, like, two missions on each map. So we did yeah. the first one a couple of times, you won both of those. I definitely got better every time, but... Better, perhaps, at defeating your previous tactics, at which point <laughs> you've gone, no, no, I have a much better idea I'm going to do this time. Is there even that, just, I've got to different I want to try something different. Yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I struggle to adapt. <laughs> Not a Borg, this one. Oh, no. uh, but oh. yeah, so the the most recent one we played was... Uh, it, it was supposed to be about... Uh, like a spying mission so it was get some of your troops or uh, for each one of your troops you get through a, a small section of map on the other side uh, hmm. on, on your opponent's side for each one of those you will get three points and we played that entire mission and i think we were what nine or ten rounds in uh we we, we were seven well, we were seven victory points, but we wouldn't have captured the thing that got us victory points on the first round. Oh, so yeah, you're right. The yeah. So, yeah, so I think we were about nine rounds in. Yeah, you're probably and right. And for the most part, I'd done a really good job of capture all of the Swell production oh. and then hold we, on to it. We had a really, we had a very even match with a really strong stalemate going in that Jane had managed to take the centre uh, which had a bunch of like resource production points and basically yeah. just bunker down and defend it in a way where I was just really struggling to retake it yeah, so and I wasn't even trying yeah. to advance so, so it was just yeah. like as long as I can stay here and stop you getting enough production yeah. to well, try and fight back I think I can well, just wait this well, out the, the other reason you weren't you weren't um uh, advancing is because you'd you'd bunker down on a line one hex away from the perimeter of my tesla coil which i'd set up in just the right position to make it really hard for you to advance into the second half of the map uh without working on it but i didn't like it yeah um but we had this stalemate of like you were generating twice as many resources per turn but you couldn't really advance on me with it and i was having to go i need to come up with a strategy where by the time you know what i'm doing it it's too late to stop. Yeah. And... Um, and well, I mean, I, I was pushing forward. I'd got to a point yeah. of like, because what I needed to do was build up enough resources to start knocking out vehicles. Yeah. And I did that. I got the vehicles. I moved them in two consecutive rounds and I oh, was yeah. about to get to the end. Well, oh, yeah. You were making a good dash um, for the end. Uh, yeah. I was like moments away from, if not victory, like at, l- at least making a-, a good chunk on advancing the yeah. score. And you managed to use two jetpacking uh, orderlies, so like uh, the medics. Yes. I, most of the <laughs> way across the map because they can move like five hexes at once. Yeah. So what I what I realized was that, like, there's an item called the jetpack and its big downside is you have to roll damage dice against yourself every time you use it. Yeah. Um. But I realized uh, the medics can't fully heal themselves for a single action, but they can heal an adjacent unit for one action. Yeah. So if I send two medics... Together, they both take a risky jetpack, heal each other, yep. and just hop around the board that way. Yep. And it was a, It really came down to a case of if I, if I roll badly and explode my two medics this turn, Jane will have won. If I manage to not explode, I will win. There was a degree of complacency on my side. I will not uh, argue that. Because several times you were like, I think I've lost this anyway. I'm just going to roll the dice. I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking. And I was like, you know what? That's an amazing idea. But there, the statistics of you not just rolling completely explode all over the map. Yes. Were so low that I was like, no, I'm just going to get on with my thing. You, you go off over there. I I was... drove right past you. I was like, "Yeah, nah. no. There was that moment where our units were a hex apart from each other. And I was like... <laughs> I do not have the strength to kill your cars. If you shoot me and kill my two units, you will win this game yep. because I will not be able to get over to the and other side. And I was convinced I had another turn left yeah. to win. You, 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 you were like, no, 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 I've got this. But like, it was so funny. It, it was beautiful but i mean here's the thing that game could just like if you had made it like a different a, a, a decision on that one turn where we were right yeah. next to each other it could have gone totally different oh, like it, it was totally a- could have done and i think that's partly yeah. why i didn't mind losing that one because it was just so funny yeah you'd, you'd gambled on i'm rolling damage dice against myself And I had the first good rolls I'd had all game. Not Um, only were you rolling damage dice against yourself, but you were rolling the most powerful damage dice in the game. game. Well, see, you know what, what made me feel like it was an okay risk for me to take? I'd been rolling such low damage against you all game. I was like, if I roll as low against you, uh, against myself as I have against you, I'll be fine. And for the first time in, what, five games, I finally had some good rolls on my attacks. Oh, you were rolling, like, crits left, right, and centre. Yeah, like, my, my first six or so rolls... Every single one of them had a crit, it's, and I was like, "This is amazing!" I mean, if, and again, you—if it—if—if if I hadn't managed that push forward, mm-hmm. you'd have won the war of attrition because yeah. you were picking off my units, you were producing faster than I could, and you were like very reliably like doing enough damage to kill my units in a single hit, whereas I was barely glancing you in those yeah. same exchanges. Yeah, and it and a, it was a fun back and forth. I, yeah, I had a, a lot of fun with that one. Possibly more than any other mission we played. And like at the end of it, I was like, "So f- I came into this going, I just want to win one. Come on, let me just win one out of five. I really <laughs> thought you were going to win it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I had a good time. Yeah. So yeah, that was a nice one. So um, yeah, I'm really enjoying yeah. Hogs of War and I hope to press on with more of that because the rest of that campaign book looks fascinating. Yeah. Like We've talked a couple of times about how there are certain aspects within that that it's very difficult to get into them in some maps because there just isn't time. Things like uh, like planes and airships. Yeah. And although you've m- built a couple of airships, you've maybe got to move them once or twice in a game. <laughs> Or, yeah, I think you had a plane once that you flew almost immediately into a mountain and yes. then you never built another I, one. I incorrectly understood what order turning and movement happened in and exploded my plane on the turn I built it and then was like, oh. Yeah, so we haven't really seen much of that stuff, but there, there are campaigns coming up or missions coming up later on that are like, hey, planes cost nothing to build this turn. The whole point of this is just to have fun with the dogfighting mechanics. Yeah. Like, cool that's a, a fun way of being able by being able to try that and I am excited to get through that campaign book and then maybe sort of like sit and ponder about how we might make like fun missions yeah. for each other to to try out and test each other against and see what do
2: uh, yeah, yeah there's,
1: there's loads of cool stuff still going on in there and uh yeah we will report back on that yeah tell us about the thing you did uh, well we played another thing together <sighs> We what? played *The Devil in Me*, the new Dark Pictures anthology. Yeah, that 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 new game from the people. What do choose your own adventure horror-y things? You're not allowed to call it choose your own adventure. I it's a copyrighted term. Yeah, but I am also choosing my own <laughs> adventure, so uh, <laughs> I'm using it in a in a in a non trademarked yeah. uh, context. So we had *Man of Bran, Yep. Little hope. Yep. Uh, I always forget the uh, House of Ashes. House of Ashes. Yeah. And now Devil in Me. Yeah. So we'll talk about what this is and then talk about feelings on this one specifically. Um, so all of these these games in this anthology have been based on, like, various horror tropes or horror concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, um, oh, are we on a haunted e-ghost ship type yeah, thing? Yeah, we, we had the ghost ship one. Uh, we, we had, had the... the... The witch trials yeah, one, yeah. The witch trials one that had sort of uh, Silent Hill sort of vibes to some some of its stuff. We had the um, some some ancient evil under the desert one. Yep, uh, and then this one was uh, you're trapped in a in a serial killer trap house. Yeah, um, we had the Saw one. Yeah, it's it's kind of the Saw one. Uh, you you've not got the person cackling and going ah, uh, prove that you value life and uh, you know you've not you've not necessarily got that but um you've got a man yeah. who types notes with a, an actual typewriter because he's yeah. obsessed about someone from the 1890s yeah so the, the the basic concept is there is a real world um uh figure called Henry H Holmes who is often credited as being the uh, America's first serial killer the claims of how many people he killed and how and the ways he killed them are largely thought to have been exaggerations of tabloid press of the time uh, um wanting but, to sell papers yes but mm. the, the, the the in the real world and in the uh, it, 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 tab uh, historical tabloids but also in the in the game it's implied that henry h holmes in the late 1800s built essentially a murder mansion full of murder traps that was like, oh, shifting walls so you can't find your way around and trap doors and uh, all sorts of of things designed to do you a murder while you're trapped in his his building. Mm -hmm. And this game is set in the modern day and follows a documentary crew whose documentary series about serial killers is not going well. It's kind of trash the people working on the program together are all very dysfunctional and very stressed about the fact they're working on a shitty program that's not going well and they get this this great offer there is a recreation of the murder house that's owned by a private collector uh you know based on blueprints from back in the day would you like to come and see this recreation uh you know and they're like oh fantastic opportunity shoot a documentary yeah opening it as a resort oh yeah and yeah, uh, uh, surprise, surprise! They get trapped in a murder house and have to not get killed in what? the in the saw trap house. Almost could have foreseen this. So I really like the concept of this. I like this as a as a setup. On paper, I think it has problems when you put it into execution. I my problem with this is the same problem I have with a lot of serial killer media in their decision to use a real serial killer. Yeah, just uh, the yes. whole thing about glorifying real serial killers is a problem, because a lot of them are, I want to be remembered, I want to yes. leave my mark, and I want to be known. And and just, <laughs> they, could have, they could have, it's a video game, they could have very easily just gone, here is just a fake person we made up. Yes, and I think that um, the fact that this game dances around that topic, but fails to recognise the problems with the glorification of real serial killers yes. is like, yeah, that's probably not a great call. Yeah. Um, it is also somewhat used as a justification for some, some railroading moments. And mm-hmm. I, I was less bothered by it than I would be in other games purely based on the fact that like the, the narrative conceit going on is that there is a, a someone who is funneling you towards these things and, and, There is not much you can do about being funneled there. It's what you do once you get there that is up to you. And I know that irritated you more than me. I I was more willing to give it a bit of a pass of, like, the narrative conceit will let me look over that. I think it was a mixture of things. So there were were a number of times where there appeared to be options. Mm. But when you tried to move towards them, they weren't real options. Mm. It was just like, oh, no, there's a... The, yeah. There's there's a can on the floor that you can't you can't get past that. Yeah. You you know what I would have preferred? A lot of times where you take a turning and it looks like there's a door and the door's just locked. Yeah. Um. And just I'm like have a blank yeah. wall there. Yeah. Just the whole just, thing about yeah. this thing is the walls move. Yeah Start trying to go there. Like at the point where like the characters are seeing the walls move, just l- have a wall slide over before they can get yeah. to the door. Yeah. There's there's several cutscenes where a character runs into a room. When seemingly that. Sorry, when a character moves into a room that rather than being a uh, period designed uh, <laughs> yes. room with like green wallpaper and sort of gas style lamps. Is this brightly lit, flore- fl- brightly <laughs> fluorescent <laughs> lit white room You, you that are... looks looks like the kind of room you see in a sword trap? You you are entirely correct, and I was with you there, shouting, "Don't not that fucking room! <laughs> Just anywhere go else. down the corridor." Yeah. but also, this is this is this is terrible. People in a horror scenario, and I'm willing to. I'm willing to be a little forgiving of you made the dumb choice because you don't know you're in a horror movie, like. And I, I of know, of all you the know people, a... they should yeah. have known they were in. in... I know, they yeah. Um, uh, but, and and the uh, I, and, I uh, the thing about sliding over over a door again, if if that was happening, what was happening? I would have forgiven it, yeah. like. If there were if they, the the shots that they chosen made it absolutely clear there wasn't a choice. The only exit to the hallway that that character was in was to run into the brightly lit room. Yes, that's probably a trap. Yes, and. Uh, the the other thing I will say is there were a few moments where like I was a little frustrated at these characters' lack of awareness of the tropes they were set in because they were literally a documentary crew who had been yeah. researching the man whose murder mansion this is based on, yes. um, and his M.O. and what his whole deal was. Yes, they've been making like an entire documentary about this man, even if only the researcher amongst yeah. them had had been going, hey so I, I know the things yeah. and I think this is what we're looking at here yeah like there were certain moments where I was like you you should know what what is happening here yeah. this is that that killer's MO you're yeah. in the killer's if, thing if the sound tech hadn't known fine mm. if the cameraman hadn't known fine like... if the lighting person hadn't known <sighs> fine but like the main person who had read the script and the person who wrote the script yeah if they didn't the, know the, f- the first second the walls were moving they should have gone cool this wasn't a this wasn't a recreation we're in a real murder mansion they like they should have jumped to that yeah um and like the other thing I'll get out the way about this is there are two moments where characters can die in this that are absolute bullshit yep where there is absolutely no way that you could make an educated uh choice in that moment to know what the correct choice is yeah. there, there is no piece of information you could recall and put it, put to use to make an educated choice and go this choice will keep both those people alive well you say that i don't know that if there is something that might have been given away in one of the visions and maybe we didn't find a vision but yeah. i've from from what i've seen because since since we played through this like we we played through the whole thing in two sittings mm. and then i sat on youtube and watched a 50 minute video of here is all the different endings. Yeah. Because I don't I, I don't have time. I and you will yeah. probably be using PlayStation for other stuff, so or even using those saves for other things. So, yeah, don't can't guarantee I'm going to get to see them any other way. So, just like sure. But like the this of all of them really felt like that it had the most bullshit moments, didn't it? I there, there have been giant times in other ones where it felt like the reason that character died was my fault. I missed a prompt. I failed one of the the breathing mini games. I did yes. something a bit silly and made accidentally made two people split up when yeah. you know you never split up. Yeah. I I'm going to give a spoiler-free vague example of one of these. Okay. There is a moment where one of two characters could have an item. Yes. If one of them has it, they can use it to avoid death. If the other one has it, they can't use it to avoid exactly the same death. Yeah. And there is no logical reason why one of them could use it to survive and the other couldn't. Nope. It's it. It's just that one gets to, to use the tool to survive yep. and the other one doesn't get to. Yep. Like, that's kind of bullshit. This all being said, I did have a lot of fun with it. I I enjoyed the story I, overall, but like, if anything, I would have enjoyed this more as a movie. Maybe because then I would have just gone, "Oh, it's a movie," and and they're foolish because they didn't know yeah. movie tropes. You, you don't want the foolishness applied to something in your control. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's bad enough already that I think they should know the tropes, but I do know the tropes. Yes, I I agree. <laughs> um, but like. I really enjoyed like the cu- core cast of characters. Yeah. Um even like, the one I hated. Even the one I hated, <laughs> I I thought had a satisfying arc and by the end I was like the conflicts you've had made sense and I I think you've come away from this better. Yeah. Um some of the characters I genuinely really enjoyed. Um one of them, I felt very eh, I didn't feel anything great for or against, but yeah. like I'm Oh, I I hope everyone enjoys this week's accessibility thumbnail because I was I was doing the edit and uh, there was just a moment where there was a, just a perfect freeze free frame and I always thought that is the most rotten looking facial expression <laughs> yeah. but I know that actor actually does pull that face so can't argue with it screen capture that's it that's the thumbnail yeah <laughs> um, um but the the I think the This is a thing that apparently has been going on in in Supermassive games for a while that we only first noticed in this one, that faces are getting reused. Yeah. Yeah, there was was at least two characters where we were like, have I seen you in one of these before? Uh, Is it the lighting or am I missing something? So Jamie's character face is the uh, same uh, digital face used in... uh, Man of Yeah. as as Fliss, I think. Yes, the the woman uh, who was sort of driving the diving boat. Yes. Yes. And then there's like, I think one of the older characters is the character model used uh, for one of the gentlemen in um, Little Hope. Yeah, I think it was, it might have been Charlie's face model. Might have been Charlie's face model. Yeah. But again, you have that weird thing of the face model was shot some time ago because it was used in games even before Until Dawn. Yeah. And then it's basically being piloted by the voice actor. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't mind that. It's just the first time I noticed it, it was like, okay, I just need a second to calibrate to that. Yes. Um, and and again, so, I mean, we've yeah. talked before about the fact that Pip Torrens is, is the voice of the curator. Yes. But the, that's not his face. Yeah. <laughs> Another Darth Vader moment there. Um, but yeah, I I I enjoyed this. It, I, I Again, I, I like having a game, for all of the complaints, I like having a game that uh, can be played through in a couple of sittings at a weekend yeah. and that I can come away from and go, cool, I feel like that was a story that I'm glad I saw in the, like, yeah. You know, may, maybe next time if there's similar problems, uh, mm. you know, if they add in movie mode from the quarry, maybe we do it that way. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, but. I don't I don't mind playing through it again, but I'm yeah. probably still going to pitch about it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, like, and I also I think this one felt, of all of them, the least polished. There yeah. Were, there were moments where it felt rushed. There were weird moments where you'd walk around a, a corner and watch a texture slide around on an object for a moment <laughs> before it settled. There was a one moment where we were looking out of this beautifully rendered window, and the window frame had amazing texture work on it. And there was all these detail outside the oh, plants is, outside. Is this the broken glass? And then there was glass. a broken window that looked like a jaggy PNG. Yeah, <laughs> that hadn't been cut. Like there's, it was completely different resolution to the rest of everything we were looking at. There's letting. just like a few weird, almost amusing cut corners. There, there was. The, the panels in the hallways that when the lights went out at one point I kept going oh is that a secret passage oh is that a secret passage none of them were secret passages no, there was it... just one weirdly lit panel on these <laughs> this repeated texture all up and down the hallways yeah and it seemed like the perfect game to have weird little yeah secret things yeah maybe that's yeah. one of the ways the killer was getting around the thing and we I would, mean it was just never revealed to us it would explain some things uh... I found the true secrets of this there's um there's a, a lot of very similar stuff I've noticed as the series has gone on that the curator's changed a bit. Yes, he was. Firstly, he was way more involved in Man of Medan. Yeah, he he would occasionally pop back in. They were like, I think they were like Rorschach tests, and there there were definitely things weird little going on. things. Yeah. he seemed to have a lot more personality of like getting quite gleeful about some of the stuff, almost disappointed when people survived. I mean, this time he very specifically was like, "I cannot be involved in this story," and seemed actively, like, angry about our success. And yeah, it, I mean, it did it did leave me with some questions that I had to to look up answers on the wiki. Yeah, because uh, tr- despite my best efforts to go, hmm, is that a thing? I'm I'm looking at. Uh, two images that I screen capped while while doing the edit for A this week, and I couldn't, I I don't think that is the case. Oh were you but trying just, to work out? Yeah. If one person was somebody else? Yes. Okay. I I, I check that. as like no eye colour's different. Face shape is different. Yeah. <laughs> Go checking on the wiki. They're completely different face actors. Cool. That's good <laughs> to know. Uh, but like it it, it I think the fact that it, it did leave me with that sort of mystery stuff, and and it's got a bit of a cliffhanger yeah because not i'm not i'm not gonna say too much but there there are two things one that happens slightly after the credits that made me just go oh yes i am i am fascinated where next for a whole number of reasons yeah. And I don't even know if one of those questions is going to be answered ever within the Dark Pictures anthology. Yeah, but I feel like at least one of them is going somewhere. Yes, but and... e- even just having having a, a horror story that leaves a bit of an open ending. Yes. And, and not necessarily in a, and then the hand came up from the grave as she was putting flowers on it kind of way. Uh, but... Still, a sort of like the looming evil is still perhaps looming an evil. Yeah, um yeah, there's mysteries to be solved, and I enjoy the yeah. concept of these, even if I don't always appreciate the execution. Yeah. I even even if I ever have like problems or uh, with with a particular game in this, I I look at this the way I look at most anthologies, which is I I don't care. If, always going to be hits. Yes. I don't care if an anthology is not a hundred percent hits for me. Mm-hmm i appreciate being able to uh, in uh, like just enjoy a small condensed short story yeah. and go cool i did a thing i like i like short story anthologies yeah. and this was another fun one to add in that and i title. really enjoy horror so it was yeah. it was nice to, to to get some of that in yeah in in a world where there's not a huge amount of of like regularly released narrative horror games yeah it's nice to have this exist even if it could be improved yeah. Uh, did you play anything else this week? Did I play anything else? That's a good question. Oh, we did play one other thing. What did we play? We played the Power Rangers Zeo <gasps> deck yeah. building uh, game. So we've talked about the Power Rangers deck building game by Renegade Games before. Yeah. It is a can-be co-op. There is like a two-on-two co-op mode uh, version, but we played we played one-on-one Power Rangers versus yep. villains. Monst- villains slash monsters. Yeah. Uh, um, and you're building up basically a a custom deck from a, a very weak starter deck that is perfectly mirrored on both yeah. sides of the table. It, it is an asymmetrical card game in the sense that both of you have, like, a top-end ability that is unique to your side, mm-hmm. but generally you have mostly the same pool of cards available, uh, you know, mirrored in your starting decks, available to buy from the mi- the middle row. Yeah. Um the main difference being whether you have like zords to do damage with or slowly masters. growing um ongoing effects from from masters yeah um mechanically this is the original the original game yeah it's it's, it's just um and uh, i'm told you mm-hmm. can like mash all this up together into into one game it very much seems so uh, the main difference is what cards you have like the the art and what abilities you have on on yeah. the cards yeah um, i think the, the the like the base cards the like the starter hands have exactly the same stuff as from the base game yeah but it is obviously flavored flavored specifically for zeo which yeah. is r- robot world i'm guessing um given... s- space space and robots yeah, yeah. Like, I, looked, I looked through the, the villains deck and i was like there's a lot of very yeah, robot-y type yeah, you yeah, your big bad is a big king, king made of cogs and yeah. all of his cog-based minions. Yeah, and then you had like the like the autom automata's Pink yeah. Ranger thing going on there. Yeah, that was the that like it was some cool design, and it was yeah. it was another a chance. And I always enjoy this. Of we sit down and we play something Power Rangers. <laughs> and i go that's cool tell me about that and you yeah. tell me all about the power rangersiness yeah i was telling you about the uh, the gold zeo ranger oh. and, uh, and and who cool and who that was what was going on with that um mechanically uh, i feel like the gold rangers are a little overpowered in that <laughs> losing one health per turn but getting to have an extra card draw every single turn is like in any I, in any card game i would take deal a small amount of damage to yourself to get an extra card every turn. Like, that's overpowered. I don't know. I think if if I had not completely fucked up reading one of my cards um, from the very I beginning mean, and ending yeah. up with, like, way less health than I should have had, yes. I think I was on the verge of becoming, like, really powerful. We, we were very good, both very close to death, and if you had, like, the ten or so more health you probably should have had, probably mm. you might well have won. I don't know if I would have done definitely, but uh like You were in a it, good position. I think I think it was that one turn where I hit you for like fifteen out of a pot a maximum thirty health points. Yeah. That you just went, oh fuck. I realized you had that one attack that did eight damage by itself. I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, and that was refreshing every turn. So as long as I could yeah, keep weight like, generating. My power my strongest for it... single attack was five damage, but it got discarded every time I used it, I had to wait for yeah. it to come around again. I was like, oh, oh yeah i mean it was expensive to to keep running that move but it was like totally worth it it was it was a it was a fun yeah i i of of all the deck building games we play that is the one that feels most even and less like bad card draw is gonna fuck me up like magic Mm. the gathering i've always had the problems of you can just get a handful of mana or you can just keep drawing yeah. creatures that you can't pay for and there's no way of mitigating what? that same thing with, with uh, Pokemon and other games of that sort mm. with Clank it's it's the luck of what comes out in the adventure row and can you buy that thing before it goes back to somebody else mm. and this one is just there is quite a lot of control over what's going on in the middle It all, it feels fair and even all the way there and still having enough skill involved by deciding what you're going to attach, what decision you're going to make. If you're just going to um, throw something away or if you're just going to... If you're going to use it for energy or if you're going to attach it to your character yeah. and, and then power yourself up. If you're going to go hard into building your uh, uh, Zord Bay or building your layer of uh, villains together. yeah, And then... Sort of what you're going to do with that or are you, are you basically going to try and manipulate the the uh, main row in such a way that there are constantly adversaries on the row for your opponent mm. so you could just sit there just not buying anything and every every turn they're potentially hitting your opponent for 6 health health per round mm. which when you've only got a maximum of 30 ticks down real freaking quick but yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, the Power Rangers deck building game and I'm glad you do too. Yeah. Uh, well, have you got anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Well then. Oh, it's time for this. Are you looking for a Netflix alternative after all of their transphobic program funding? Uh-huh. Welcome to Notflix. Ooh. We've got all your favorite legitimate movies. We've got... Protectors of the Universe, Ooh. Superb Man, ah. Enchando, uh. How the Grunch Stole Boxing Day, Ooh. Star Hike, uh-huh. Prepare Player Two, Yes, A Right? The Dogfather, mm, The King Who Had Rings, right. and even such classics as The Back From the Past Trilogy. Uh-huh. Ha oh. Definitely legitimate original films your whole family will think they've heard of. Welcome to Notflix. Now available on the Wish Network. We're a new clothing brand, designed for all kinds of bodies. We don't describe our ranges as menswear or womenswear. If you want trousers, we have all kinds of trousers for all kinds of bodies. Uh, cool. Do you have something for someone who is both wide and tall? We have a very special range for everyone. If you're a little shorter and wider, we've got just the thing. Y- yeah, but what, what about wide and tall? Not to worry. We have a range to suit tall folks, too. Yeah, but what if those tall people are also wide? Are you tired of traditional bras? I mean, yeah, yes, but could you please just answer we me? We have a kooky range of bras in awesome bright colours. Uh, Oh, so you do bigger back sizes? We don't use boring traditional sizing terms. We've got a quirky letter system. Is there an explanation for what... Whether you are a teeny-weeny little 20A or a mighty 56 Triple J, we've got something for you. It says here you only label your bras as A to E. This chart makes no sense whatsoever. I'm... I'm... Usually a 48B? Does any of your brightly coloured nonsense fit me? Ha <laughs> ha! Don't be silly, that's not a real size. It, it, It is. It's literally my size. Why not try our C-Range? This one has polka dots and smiley faces. This is offering me zero support. I'm liable to pull something if I go jogging in this. It's so comfortable and made from super soft, sustainable materials. It doesn't fit. Yes, it does. It doesn't, though. We... For everybody. sustain, to s sustain Sustain... Sustainable... Are you okay? So many quack 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 quacky everybody. I'm just gonna leave this here. Good good luck with your brand launch. We're not like the, the, those of the boring brands. Oh... Oh, uh does anyone have a fire extinguisher? Hel- hello, I I think your drain startup is broken. So, what have you put in your eyes? What have you watched? Uh, I've not watched a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. Um I did start watching through something that unfortunately I reached the end of and I don't have any faith that there will ever be any more of. Okay. Um So I was watching, like, a YouTube review of Season Zero of Yu-Gi-Oh, as it is sometimes referred to. Right. So this is... uh, It is based on the manga, and this is before it became... An anime slash manga about the card game that people think of Yu Gi Oh. So it was about um, the King of Games. Yes. Or whatever it is. It, yeah. Yes, it was about the King of Games, which used to be a title specifically because, like, a lot of the elements are still the same as they are in Yu Gi Oh. You've got the main character Yugi and his friends, and he has his Millennium Puzzle mm-hmm. that transforms him into his sort of alter ego, who's more confident and powerful and has better um, hair. Yeah, all all of that's still there. The difference is it's a lot darker. Okay. And it's not just one game. He's the king of all games, yeah. and he is a sort of anti-hero, um, punisher, punishes the evil, punishes evildoers type. Um, so it's basically shy, anxious, meek child will, in the face of villainous types doing bad things, um, transform into his alter ego and put them in magical saw traps. Good, because it's um, always acceptable to put Nazis yeah. in saw traps. And <laughs> it'll always be things that like to greater or lesser degrees are trying to be like, um I somewhat ironic punishments for the evildoer based on the thing they've done. Yeah. Um it's like some of them are supernatural in nature, where it's things like, Oh, uh, you're so greedy and you want that that money uh here's a gamble with these cards and oh no your greed caused you to fall and get swallowed up by a greed monster um but other times it's just like here i am in the real world and there is a man with a gun and i'm going to challenge him to a game where uh the two of us can select one finger from our pair of hands and when I say go, you gotta you got to kill the other person using just that finger. So the man with the gun's like, oh, my index finger, obviously. Um, and the alternate side of that is, well, I've placed a lighter on top of you by using my thumb as my one finger, and then put this, this lighter on top of you. If you try and shoot the gun, uh, that lighter's going to fall and set you on fire, because there's a bunch of alcohol near you, and you're just going to burn alive if you try and shoot me. <laughs> uh-huh it's 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 a lot that's and it's, that's awesome. it's 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 ha- it's half a show about just like school kids making friends and having like <laughs> literally power of adventure friendships and then just like hey i've i've turned into my dark alter ego oh so you want to steal steal this young child's watch what if i put you in a game where your hand might get crushed by cogs Ooh, <laughs> um it's 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 bonkers and yeah. like I'm aware of the show and I've wanted to like properly sit like I've watched bits and pieces of it throughout and I know a lot of what happens in it but I I it's it's never been officially translated uh, right. like um dubbed into English mm-hmm. which is just like I've just not gotten around to sitting and properly focusing on subtitles watching uh, one thing at once that doesn't sound very ADHD right exactly <laughs> um but there was a fan dub that I found on YouTube that I ended up stumbling upon right. Uh, let me find what it's called. Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero English Fandub by the YouTube channel Team of Millennium Productions. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a rough around the edges fan dub, but in a way that feels fitting and not out of place for a late 80s, early 90s anime. Yeah. In that... Yeah, it's kind of poor voice acting, but it is 100% the voice acting quality and acting choices that this would have had if it had been dubbed originally in the late 80s or early 90s. Hell yeah. I think I think this is a rare situation where you could really get away with it and it it feels kind of charming the rough edges. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, are we talking like Resident Evil 1 levels of voice acting? Um, a little better than that. People are okay. clearly like trying and the pacing's there, but like you've got a lot of like peeking mics and like Oh, okay. Li- like this is clearly a bunch of people who are not professionals at acting. Okay. Like really so don't... It's been well translated but and and they're giving it their own. But they're, you know, not recording it in a booth. They yeah, maybe they they don't necessarily they, they're not in an echoey room. Yeah, they're recording it in an echoey room with a slightly peaky mic and maybe overacting a bit. But like sometimes and like, you got to change, and the, the quality's going to change from one character to another. But like <laughs> surprisingly well, it fits with the lip flaps and like love I love it. You know, I was I was yeah. into it. Um, so I was watching through this. Uh, got as far as like I, I watched the first eight episodes. Uh, and each one of them had been one YouTube upload per episode, right? And then episode nine is episode nine part one, right? And I'm like, okay, that's a bad sign. You, s- you stop now doing a ten minute episodes. episode or something? Um, nope. Um, there's eight full episodes, right? Episode nine part one, more coming soon, and that was two years ago. Oh. So I was very much enjoying that, and maybe I will have to just sit down and properly watch the uh, subtitled version to finish it off. But yeah. yeah, it's it's got its problems. Like it is definitely an earlier incarnation of that show. That like uh, there's a f- there's a couple of characters there's like a couple of characters that just annoy me who got completely cut when it got rebooted. Right. There's one um, of those work better as a manga than as yeah. Show. There's some like there's some character traits that I'm glad didn't make the the reimagining where like certain characters are just a bit more leery at girls, cause like, you know, it was yeah. a late 80s, early nineties adaptation. Things like that. But like a lot a surprising amount of like characters and concepts from the main show are mm-hmm. there and intact. Um, the card game it shows up it's not like the focus, but it definitely shows up more than any other game it's w- it's the only one that's a repeated recurring game although it's kind of fascinating to see people complain about season 1 of like Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Monsters like not obeying the rules of the card game mm-hmm. um this is so far removed from having any kind of rules that make sense um it the rules. it is entirely being made up as it goes along and it's hilarious okay um there's a lot of um there is so much this card uh, I played this monster and it has like eight abilities I didn't tell you about haha ha. Okay there's a lot of it, I mean I know there's a lot of info on those damn cards Oh no there's no text on these cards <laughs> it's a picture and a number and that's it Ah It's like ah but did you 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 didn't know it's secret power if you play it 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 it, it, it 100% every time it shows up in in season 0 Yu-Gi-Oh plays the way that it would if you handed the cards to a four-year-old who was te- like making it like going no because this one's a dragon which means it can do double damage because yours is grass and fire will beat the burn the grass up and therefore, and I, therefore and, I win and and, and now i go in your deck and get rid of all the grass cards which is because because i had fire yeah and fire spreads yeah and also it can fly which means you can't hit it with your ones that don't have wings yep yeah. yeah. So that one doesn't have picture yeah. wings in it, therefore aren't we? Right, it's that. I know, I know it's, that kid. It's, <laughs> like, season one of Yu-Gi-Oh! does um, an amount of that. <laughs> uh, like, there's a famous moment in season one of, of Yu-Gi-Oh! the actual, like, series, where a character uses a card, a sword, to stab the moon to make a character's fish, like, stabs the literal real world moon so that all the fish monsters will die because the tide goes away. Moon stole a fish moon stole the fish (laughs) um there's one where like ah that card i i attacked it in its flotation ring so it came down and crushed all your other monsters oh no i still floaty (laughs) it's but like season zero goes so much further with the nonsense logic yay it's it's great but yeah it's a weirdly fun show about like hey children just trying to have fun with their friends Mm, time time for me to put you in a magical saw trap because cause you're an evildoer. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, It's it's fascinating. That sounds it. Uh, what about you? What have you watched this well, week? Well, I'm going to bring the mood down. Yeah? Uh, I oh. watched the new People Make Games documentary, which I is al- apparently part one of two. I also watched that. Huh? This is called How Valve is Profiteering from Steam's Backdoor Casinos. Yep. So i I'm tangentially aware of some of this. That basically, when Steam started doing CS:GO, I remember the hats thing in Team Fortress Two for a while. Yeah, being like a there, there be there seemed to be a lot of controversy and lots of uh, like YouTubers and video game pundits that did video stuff because far be it from my dyslexic ass we spent a lot of time <laughs> reading in the early two thousands. So a lot of that information was sort of like, I was hearing it on like three hour long video game podcasts at the time of, yeah, some, someone did a bad involving cats. And I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. And then I, I have obviously heard more stuff about, oh yeah, you know, people trade gun skins for CSGO. Like, isn't yeah. CSGO, like, a decade old? Are people still playing CSGO? Yeah. So, Maybe, but probably not for CSGO, by the sounds of it. Yeah, so the the big, like, awareness I had of this was, um, around 2017, the CSGO lotto situation, which was, um, a couple of very, very popular Twitch streamers were promoting, um, gambling streams for Counter-Strike Ghost skins, without disclosing the fact that they owned the website and had skewed uh, the numbers and so had they skewed could the lose. numbers to make sure that they got a disproportionate number of jackpots happening yeah so that people would watch them and go oh it looks really easy could to do that too make a mega big win and be exciting like them and not realizing that a they weren't spending any money because it was their own site and b yeah the numbers were f- were faked yeah uh, so i remember that being a whole thing and then it going really quiet, and it's, like, at the time, Valve had gone, no, this is unacceptable. And apparently it just quietly kept going since. Yep. Yeah. And to, uh, like, they talk about, in the, or Quince talks about in the documentary, that's... This is a, such a huge problem and you cannot even begin to grasp it if you're only looking at English language sites. Yes, just this is a huge global problem, so many places where there and there is no regulation around this because technically you're not gambling money, you're just gambling some some skins for guns in, in, in a game. But also there is inspiration to spend more money to upgrade things and do more spins. And then you've got the fact that Valve are technically making money every time you unlock one of the loot boxes to get the the skin that you've quote-unquote won in the first place. Oh, you've won this thing. You're going to need to buy a key to open the, the loot box. But you've definitely won that. That's yours. So, yeah, that's kind of shitty. And, yeah, it's a 30-minute documentary. 35-minute documentary about just... The shittiness and seediness involved in that Talk lots of people giving first hand experiences uh with in in anonymity about the experiences of yeah, I was fourteen, and for a minute I had like three grand, and then I realized I had nothing, and I didn't quite know how to process that, but I was working out new ways to get more money. So that yeah. I could, like, begging parents for money so that and... I could go and do more gambling. And a lot of people specifically talking about, like, I am an adult gambling addict and very specifically this unregulated um, industry... Got me started. Like, wired my brain in such a way that I will never not be addicted to gambling now. That is just yeah. a thing in my head. Yeah. 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 It is a fascinating and well-researched, if depressing, watch. Yes. And some of the figures in that get real fucking wild. Yeah. And, yeah, I had no idea the scale of it. I am curious to watch whatever the second half of this uh, series turns out to be. But Valve basically making a bunch of money by not bothering to do anything to clamp down on this. so there's that anyway tell us something slightly more heartwarming what what if i wish i had something slightly more heartwarming (laughs) what have i what have i watched that was heartwarming oh i watched um i watched a new episode of game changers on dropout oh yeah so the concept of this is that it is a karaoke game show right but with the concept being we don't have the rights to any licensed like real songs from real artists right (laughs) so uh we got a few people in um, at least one of whom is from the um, Making Musicals yep. uh, show. Uh, and here is a binder full of fake song names and real artists right. uh, in combination. So it'll okay. be like, this song that doesn't exist by Tina Turner or this song right. that doesn't exist by NSYNC. Okay. Um, and if you select that song for karaoke, a, a sounder like song from an artist is going to start playing and you have to sing, make up the words and sing it Right now, go. Okay, you have to improv a song like "Man of a Thousand Goodbyes" by um oh I forgot what um Frank Sinatra or uh, or th- whatever I, I this saw a clip from this in on yeah. like a YouTube short I think or maybe a TikTok yeah um, doing uh, an Aretha Aretha Franklin cover. yeah yes I think yeah there was there was one that was like I uh, I Candy or something I think it was yes called. I think that's the one yeah but yes it's here is a binder full of of track track and artist name make up a song on the spot that would have this name in the style of this artist okay it is fun I was very impressed by some of the quick thinking on show, and was this a lot of the same people that do the, the live musical stuff? A little improv bit, but musical? there was definitely like some new people that I hadn't seen on okay. this one, and because obviously we know they can make up a song at the drop of a hat. Yes, so... so there there was one person in particular where I was like, "Oh yeah, you are very specifically they brought you in because you yeah. do you do the musical improv." Yeah. But like, yeah, it was a really fun episode. It was a cool. I I hope there is. M- they do this one again. Yeah. This was a fun... This could be another spin-off chef for you. Uh, I, honestly... People like the singing. I, I watched this first episode and was like, I would watch this being spun off into its own series. I, I like the idea that Game Changers can sort of just be... It's we're, a game we're, show we're beta basi- we're, Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're just beta testing. Just We're throwing everything at the wall. <laughs> yeah, like the biggest problem for this is obviously... The sheer number of sound-alike songs you have to re- ha- write and have on hand to do an episode of this. Yeah, I mean, but I like, guess some of it you yeah. can just play it in a minor key or yeah, change the tuning on it. But yeah, it was really fun. Hey, and I'd be up for rewatching it if you want to give it a watch because yeah, it was real fun. Yeah, I, I do enjoy the game. What changers. about you? Did you watch anything else this week? Um, I watched a couple of things. I watched. <laughs> Uh, the King animation versus Minecraft shorts episode thirty shorts. It's thirty minutes long. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got a little, t- I've got a little time to unwind before bed. I will just put on these. I seem to remember these being like five minutes long or ten minutes long. Do you know these? The they're like uh, stick figure animations with yeah. Minecraft stuff, and it, it, it v- was from aware. that whole period of. New grounds being full of amazing uh, like Stick figure fight Stick figure fight animations, fighting animations. Yeah. But then throwing in The new thing of Minecraft stuff This went Some freaking places mm. The stick figure person Goes to like an amusement park With their partner I'm guessing And they sign a disclaimer And go into Minecraft world Or possibly their child I suppose And, and the the person goes into the big Minecraft block and gets sucked into a Minecraft world which then sort of collapses on itself and then he just goes home and spends the next however freaking long trying to work out exactly what to do to get back into Minecraft world to save the yellow one. And it's just this really intense amazingly told silent story that just becomes this sort of epic battle in Minecraft with all sorts of monsters that I haven't seen and may well have been added to Minecraft since I was last interested in it, or, or last had time for it. Uh, Herobrine's in there at one point, because mm. I guess you got her. There's, there's an impressive scene where one of the characters is basically wearing blocks as like a mech, Mm -hmm. So they've made, uh, they are a stick figure inside the head of a stick figure made of obsidian blocks that's beating up the person with this all-powerful staff thing that's destroying the Minecraft world. That's that's a lot. (laughs) And just like, just the way that whole thing of just this collapsing world and people trying to save themselves from this super powerful person who seems to have just lost control of themselves and, and, and lost themselves and it takes them being completely defeated to uh, basically work, work out what they really needed to do all along mm-hmm. um, it is a fascinating bit of animation and it was longer than I expected and then I was all sleepy and I had to go to bed uh, what about you, have you watched anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me really I think well that's it for me then oh. So, huh. well then, time for this Laura Laura've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you know someone who is unable to step away from the Poke Man's games? Uh no, no one no one like that that I know. Someone that cannot possibly put it down and is constantly engaging in that sort of activity. Uh nope, no, never never heard of anyone having that problem. No? Uh well yeah. apparently that is the case such oh. that this this company has set up a, a little business. Here. Oh well I feel very bad for whoever is playing all yeah, too I much and I hope they are okay and, and I'm can't glad. That's... And can't move on from it. Yeah, I hope they're that okay. is I I feel very bad for them. I hope that they are okay and I'm gl- I'm glad that this business exists to to help and I hope that they they're a non-profit. They are in fact a non-profit. So oh, okay. Lovely. Okay so uh if you need to put somebody in quarantine I guess some like some kind of you know cold turkey for for pokemon they'll be put into a quarantine with different video games so not no video games they will still have entertainment just not the yeah but not answer. but not pokemon though uh so i no mean st- that's pretty torturous i mean not that not that i would be addicted to pokemon and no but like it seems like a very mean thing to do to someone to have no pokemon access well, maybe if if they feel that it's becoming problematic in their life or you know there's been some sort of intervention I have a problem. sorry what <laughs> Uh, the, the, if if someone is finding the... Oh, know, if, someone has a, if someone has a problem. If someone okay, is yeah, in yeah. some way being debilitated by their constant playing of the poking mans, you know, maybe they're, they're, you know, struggling to get up in the mornings or, you know, they're struggling to get other work done. Or they've got blisters on their thumbs from running around in circles, showing hunting, trying to hatch eggs. Yeah, or they have officially had every sandwich modification perfect recipe tattooed on their arm within the last week or maybe their switch is overheated because they won't stop battling the the champion tournament over and over again to get money to get supplements to build up a a, a competitive ready team not that i would know someone else hypothetically hypothetically i'm all those sounded like very the correct words i wouldn't know myself Uh, So if there's anyone who has that, that's that's says pokedetox.lol.net. And uh, yeah, you check them out. They will maybe be able to help you. Anyway, now back to Pokemon. I I hope it's useful for someone out there. Doo, Uh, doo, mm. doo, doo, doo. Oh, I finally got my shiny (laughs) Vizuva. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So we got a problem again. Can we buy it? Uh, no. <sighs> We're gonna have to get creative about PR spin. That I means I have to think. I know, right? Right, so here's the problem. Right. We've been getting children addicted to gambling. Yeah, we have. It's been great. It's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful source of income. But yeah. They never stop. Yeah. But some people have worked out we're getting kids addicted to gambling and that's apparently a bad thing. <laughs> hey,
0: there are no laws against that and we have made damn sure. That. Exactly. But just, just to
1: cover our asses, right. I think we got to have a brainstorming session of how we can spin kids are getting addicted to gambling as a positive. Right. So like I'm thinking it teaches them commitment. To
0: not give up on things. Yeah. You know, you've lost all your money, but you're you're not giving up. No. You're not a quitter. You're going to keep trying. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to walk away while you're, you know, after a yeah. your loss. You're going to yeah get, get right back in there. Yeah.
1: Get right back in here. Uh,
0: perseverance. Yeah. You know, not, letting a, not letting a setback, uh, you know, stop you from uh, continuing. You're going to start it. right through that setback. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, keep on going. Uh, never never giving up you know
1: never give up on your dreams yeah of making it rich in our gambling simulator yeah uh they don't even know the odds yeah what else we got what else uh don't play it too safe in life take risks take a risk yeah what yeah what, what if you have a kid that's gonna grow up you know never taking risks and then never achieving anything as a result they're gonna learn to take risks
0: here i take risks all the time do you yeah i bought a uh, a, a takeaway oh yeah i i didn't have anyone make that for me i mean uh, uh, apart from people at
1: the shop i guess i uh, i bought that i mean that is a risk you took i guess yeah I That is that. exactly the same as a child gambling right right exactly, exactly. Yeah. okay okay i got one last one i think i think this this one works What? Uh, right. we're teaching children ambitious goal setting yeah, I yeah, mean you've gotta set the goal. You yeah. wanna be a millionaire, right? Yeah, don't 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 aim low, aim high. Aim so high. What don't stop until you've either made all the money or given it to us. Or given us all the money. Yeah,
0: I love money. Yeah. So kids, keep working, work hard, you can Never achieve your give goal. Up. Never give Never up. Never give up. Never stop. Never stop gambling in our games. Yeah. Just aim or just give us your money. Do you want to be that achiever? You can just give us your money. I'm into that. We are fucking geniuses. I know.
1: So, what have you put in your ears? What have you listened oh, to? You're going to be carrying this segment. It's been a very listened light week yeah? for me. I've barely listened to anything. You I've, listen to some bears. I've listened to things I already know while shiny hunting and Pokemon. Ah. It's been a lot of... Just just put on sound in the background while I look for it. It's, it's okay. been stuff that I can count to 60 while knocking out Pokemon and lock- losing track of where I am in my count, bec- then like not getting distracted by a thing I'm listening to. Oh, yeah. So a lot of just chill beats to relax and study to, and songs I know inside and out while I go. Chill beats to farm shiny. While I'm like, dude. one, knock out, two, 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 two three. Three, 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 four, 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 and just sit doing that what have you listened to this week well i guess i guess i mean we listened to some of this together uh we listened to some dj cammerbund oh we did yes we uh we put on uh through the fly via through the flaming hotels of california (laughs) It's Which a... is a Fire in the Flames Hotel California oh, slash something else mashup. It's... it's fucking gorgeous, is what it is. It's really good. Ah, uh, there's a bit of Destiny's Child in there yeah. at some point. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful. I beautiful do enjoy mashup. mashups. Mashups. Uh, the other one we listened to because you hadn't heard it before was uh, "Play That Funky Music" Ramstein. Yeah. The. I I must say. What if Do Hast met Funky Music? Yeah. Of, of all the things i want to praise about that there's a lot of things to praise <laughs> it's the uh, backing the, singers the backing singers that uh, slip in and out of the original vocal track in order to have like um have the word ramstein say like smoothly put into the sentence <laughs> Right. You, yeah it's so perfectly slipped in it's it's wonderful it's it's a really really well designed mashup with like some great adi- uh, original additions to to make it all work together and I think that's one of the ones that I'm always most impressed with. Uh, I started listening to a new podcast this week. Yeah. Based on some advice about how to get, uh, Im- improve my language learning outside of Duolingo. Yeah. The owl, it shouts at me. But occasionally <laughs> there have to be other things to do too. So I have started listening to a podcast called Coffee Break German. Okay. It is uh, sort of a conversational thing. Each episode is, like, introducing a concept, and then two people will sort of talk through it and discuss it about how that works in different ways. Uh, obviously, with German, it's one of those languages where you have, like, a formal and informal case. And how that changes... Um, did I don't remember which words mean, like, verbs and nouns and things. I need to look that up, because I feel <laughs> as I'm learning another language... Cases is another thing I'm constantly yeah. confused by. Like, maybe if I understood more of the words to explain language and the bits of language, I might not struggle as much. Probably true, but also you're not alone. I, I'm a writer and I still am like, which ones are the noun? Which I know verbs are, the... are doing words. Verbs are doing words. What that means, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, which ones are doing words? Dancing, singing, fisting. <laughs> Things like that. Uh, that I remember that because my nan used to get me to think of all the ing words I could on the way to school and on mm. the way back it was just a way to keep me occupied and not running into the streets <laughs> <laughs> say all of the ing words I don't know ring a ding ding <laughs> leave me alone I want to stare at the clouds oh <laughs> uh, yeah Coffee Break German I am like six episodes into that it's gone from like how do you say hello and and how are you and where do you come from and what's your name and we're now introducing family members we're talking about how uh, words change around the uh, gender, grammatical gender of things and the where, then again whether that's uh, like formal or informal formal, and just the, all the different cases for doing different things and then you, they occasionally have uh, Julia, who pops in and does some sort of, hey, I live in a different bit to the person who's teaching the German here, Thomas. Uh, he is from down south, and I'm more from up north, and we have slightly different ways of saying things. So if you happen to be in Bavaria, you might learn different things too if you happen to be in Berlin. Yeah. And, and different ways people greet each other in different parts of the country uh, that you might hear and and what those things mean and i also like that the the person who is sort of essentially being educated throughout this series as a proxy for us the audience um asks sort of like the sorts of questions that i, I have often asked myself while learning these things like that seems like a really long word for what you've translated that as what does it literally mean so it's been nice that he sort of goes, yeah, but what does that literally mean? And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I understand that breakdown and I understand why it is longer than it, it seems to be for what you're saying it translate to, translates yeah. to. The difference to literal translation and the intended meaning mm. or the equivalent meaning in a different language and the difference of that. So that's been nice. And I've learned some new words that Duolingo six to seven weeks in, into my German course hasn't bothered teaching me, but seem... Like, they would have been really basic. But, uh, yeah, that has been uh, an interesting and handy little podcast able to find on all good podcasting apps. Yeah. Hi. I'm on Podcast Europe, but it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it is convenient and free, so... Yeah. Uh, what, have you got anything else? Nah, no, that's, that's about it for me, I think. Well, then. Time for this. <laughs> Okay, everyone, we've got someone very special coming in today. Now, as you know, we've been moving more into just branding for individuals rather than just businesses. And today we have a very special guest. He's a very well-known billionaire, and I don't even have to introduce him. So, uh, how how is this? Lovely to meet you. Come on in. Oh, hello. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for for, uh, seeing me today. Um... Let's get right to the chase. I need help becoming popular, because no matter how many times I make memes on the internet or buy things that are popular, people online keep being mean to me. Have you tried uh, uh, changing your hat? Uh, I've tried changing my hat, it's not helped. Your socks, maybe. It hasn't helped. People do like a snazzy sock. Nope, nope. I've worn such snazzy socks. I even wore socks that had had a let that sink in and a picture of a sink on them and they, they didn't... They do, still don't like me. It's a good joke. Have you considered not being a shadow right-wing asshole who thinks money solves everything, who doesn't actually have any kind of values and doesn't really believe in anything because this is the first thing in your whole privileged life that you've, you've ever tried to do, something you'd immediately give in to your whims. Hey, hey, that's not true. I believe in free speech and I value hard work. You bought and permanently erased the parent-owner of a website where someone made a gif of you in a silly hat because less than a thousand people shared it and said that it was funny. Was, was there a speech not free? You're bullying me? I'm going to buy this company so I can fire you, and then I'm going to buy your state, and I'm going to make it illegal for you to drink out of that cup. I'll see how you like it. Well, you've convinced me. Clearly, I was wrong about you. I'm going to tell everyone what a great guy you are. Oh, really? No. Oh...
2: We are taking our human delegate on to a conference on the planet of Firmaline. We are traveling through space now. Hello, welcome. How are you finding this traveling on our spaceship? is very soft.
1: It's it's adorable. Mm. I I don't know what I expected getting abducted by aliens to be like. I did not expect this much cuteness.
2: There's not so much abduction. We are taking you to meet the, the people on our so that we can set up, you know, formal negotiations to set up our embassy on for my I, I,
1: I mean, you might have told me that at some point, but anything you told me in the first, like, 15 minutes went in one ear and out the other. I was just... You I a little tough
2: tale, is it? <laughs>
1: I mean, it was it was a lot of different cute factors happening at once. Was
2: it little tails? At least
1: a little bit. It was. was
2: it noses wiggles? It was
1: a little bit of those as well, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh no. oh no! We are window attack! Oh no! We are window attack! Put up the shields! Somebody put the- Okay, you put up the shields. Okay, the shields are up now. We're probably okay. Okay. The big meanie people are here now. There's no good- No Open wing frequencies. Hey! What are you doing here? Why?
0: Oh, what, what, what are you doing here in this corner of the quadrant?
2: We're just checking off new friends to meet our people, so that we can set up formal negotiation for them to have our embassy on our planet. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm supposed, I'm supposed to be interrogating while you're here and threatening you to get out of up this corner. Of sp- you, are you aware you're adorable?
2: I'm very, I'm very soft. Sure I have a little nose, and my little tail doctor wiggles. Uh,
0: turn off the targeting lasers.
2: Yeah. Friendship! Okay, one of you come on board as well, and we'll take you up can set a formal embassy on our planet. Twin negotiations! They're my favorite!
0: Yay!
2: Yay! Okay, firework, Will. Got him! Anyway, that's how we deal with the bad people. <laughs> okay, we set up twin negotiations now! Uh-huh. Ahead, we'll pack the cutie!
1: Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Bro, show sure justice warriors. Bro, sure justice warriors. Yeah!
0: All right, Larry. All right, Harry how are you doing? Oh, you know, uh, really struggling a bit with the cold at the moment, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, doing my best, doing my best. You've you been up so much. Ah, uh, you know, you know, uh, yeah, making do with it in the cold, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing some, uh, some, some rumblings going on online and been yeah. thinking about something I hadn't thought about in a while. Yeah, what's that, mate? Not, I, sort of, I, I know this is a thing, but I just, I've just been thinking about it again. Uh, there's a whole portion of... Uh, I was going to say a generation of people, but I don't think that's quite right because I think right. there's a lot of people, you know, even within our generations who, who, you know, aren't as online who who have this stance. But it amazes me that we still have this sort of attitude of uh, if someone's being harassed online, oh, just wa- oh, just walk away, just don't, just go, just leave the computer behind, walk away. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, all the the harassment can't follow you if you just uh, if you just walk away from social media. You know, because, like, yeah. you know, it, it, not only is it, like, a fundamental, mis- a fundamental misunderstanding of, you know, what online harassment can be, and that, yeah. you know, sometimes if a person just stops responding online, it will escalate to, swatting. you know, things like swatting and real world yeah. uh, incidences, doxing, things like that, but also that sort of, like, I think more than ever in the last few years, it's become very, like more and more people are working from home over the internet and doing jobs that require them to be on social media for work and more and more often it is becoming the case that like someone maybe can't you know just walk away from online harassment that's happening if they also have to be online to do their job and and can't have the option of just not be on the internet yeah you can't you can't just walk away from it it's uh it's, it's it's really something that is very portable and in you know unless you're saying something like agricultural work you're probably not going to be able to you know spend a lot of time just switched off off from the internet as a whole you know yeah, you yeah. a lot of people conduct business one way or another online or or need to enter certain aspects of, of social yeah. media you know and then even those people who, who, who do their best and don't really get involved in the discourse to him, whatever that might be on any given day or, you know, uh, huge movements. P- you know, very, uh, you know, minor people can be targeted by massive hate campaign campaigns yeah, that can yeah. cause them, you know, untold issues and follow them home, not only harassing them and potentially harassing family members if it's, if it's got to that sort of level, you know. Indeed, like the example I was thinking about was like um, increasing number of people sort of, for work have to have a a business email address that is listed on the internet and you know so easily you can end up in a situation of oh I'm being harassed on the internet via my email inbox which I can't just not look at because I do need to be using it for work but yeah. also at random intervals sh- abusive stuff can come through and like you know that is a very real situation for a lot of people and like yeah. that you know it's, it's easy to say oh it's just some mean things on a computer but the sheer volume of harassment that um can happen online is just it's it's war of attrition it, it, it is a real like wears down a person kind of yeah and the, and the other thing is is you know you might you, the, the sorts of people who will tell you you know just walk away from it are probably imagining a sort of schoolyard bully situation where it's one or, or two uh, you know bully type characters and they they are harassing uh, one one person who is really done no harm and uh, if if the last few years has taught us anything you know well gosh even even the last decade has taught us anything you know there can be massive hate campaigns by by people who really have nothing better to do than spend all day you know tracking down every bit of information about you finding every past bit of information about you and you know harassing your friends your family uh you know directly contacting your job in some cases you know starting to then feed that into potentially you know hacking into uh, bits of that person's life so they can't step away from it because for their own security they have to be getting involved in in you know locking that down or, or protecting themselves yeah well i mean that's a tiring place Yes, mate. Yeah, it's uh, possibly the most exhausting of, of, of all places. You you uh, fancy home, mate? Oh, yeah. 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 <sighs> Good home, mate. Good, day. Good day. Right, I think we're going to pop the kettle. Oh, sounds like a play.
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> So laura yes you do a good book i hear i mean among other things i do oh, good book well, t- would you tell us about some more book well i i suppose i could tell you about book the one we've got coming up is uh is is who hunts the whale it is that's coming 256 out 256 pages yes yeah that's that's a that's a number of uh, two to the power of eight i think it's 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 one of the zero to two five five numbers exactly it's you just keep doubling and doubling and doubling the thing yeah uh who wants the whale who wants the whale it's coming out on february 16th 2023 that's like, two months away. Hell yeah. That's real close. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time you hear this, it might well be going toward the printers. Yeah. Like, it's... it's We've it's, done all the approving. It's um, imminently going to be printed. It's as good as we can make it now. Yeah. T- t- wh- uh, why don't you tell us about what that book is? It's a silly and serious and satirical book about what it's like to get your dream job in the game industry and then go, oh maybe it's not as dreamy as I'd hoped. And and is... Did, Basically, you're having to make difficult decisions while working at Supremacy Software. That fictional company that we uh, made up to represent all of the industry many, many years ago on this very show. <laughs> uh, so if you enjoy that skit, but you would like, what if that was a bit more in-depth and there was a whole book about it, a year in the life of, then maybe maybe you want to get in there. Yeah. yeah, you can pre-order it now at unboundscom book whale. I am very excited and a little bit apprehensive. People are going to read it soon. It's going to be a thing. Real human beings will sit and read. I've read it through six times already in various states, and it still makes me laugh, so I think that's a good sign. Uh, Tell us about where else you can be found on the internet. Me? I can be found at Linktree. That's linktree.ee slash J-A-N-E-I-A-C. I I do streams uh, pretty much every Thursday night. I occasionally write things... This very podcast, I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. All of these things can be found on my link tree. Laura, where can you be found? Uh, There's Laura K. Everywhere. 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 the places you'll find me. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. I'm very excited to find you in places. Yeah. There you are. I found you. Yay. It's the shiny you. Yeah. Mm. It's the sleepy me. Oh, no. It's the sleepy you. Well, then. <sighs> well, before you would pass out, will you sing us <sighs> out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Mm.